Plan Marcus, Tip, Sean, Yellow, RV. What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. So, uh, uh, surprise. Got for some uh, meme heavyweights today. Yeah. Yep. We got memers that make uh, me and Plan Marcus look like uh, like the DJ baby that he really is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So uh, we got Tip in the building. This is Bitcoiner's guy for, uh, for those of you who are new. Uh, Tip, uh, if you want to give like a little introduction to yourself. Uh, obviously, we yeah. have Yellow and RD in here, but we love Tip's videos. Her memes are insane. They're the best. And we wanted to get her on because uh, <laughs> we're secretly some fanboys of hers, even though she doesn't know it. No pressure. But um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited um, and very nervous as well. Um, but you know, like you've seen some of my videos on, on Twitter and, and stuff, but um, you know, before making it in, into the meme space and now being interviewed by some of the most well-regarded meme lords in the universe, um, I was actually working for, for the Dark Forces of Fiat um, as an investor be beforehand. And now I um, have left and have since joined this, this awesome meme space um, and creating awesome Bitcoin videos. And I'm so bad at introducing myself. I'm kind of just like rambling, but yeah, that's, uh, that's me. <laughs> but that's really good. So you, you actually you actually have a financial background then. So that's, that's what kind of made you yes. ready for Bitcoin. <laughs> Definitely, like it was, I, like I was in the most fiat of the most fiat world um, before this I was um, in, in venture capital and like it was it was awesome before I learned about Bitcoin and then I learned about Bitcoin and it kind of like popped my reality and I guess like you know like you have you have that one moment where you're just like what the fuck is going on like I remember my my world shattering moment was when I realized like fiat was Fiat money was different for different people, depending how close you are to like the point of creation. And that mm. completely like just blew my mind. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is, like, I don't understand money. Like, and I've been working in finance and like public and private equity. Like, and it was just, it was insane. It was just one of those moments where I'm just like, I can't look back. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so um, left and, and yeah, now creating videos. <laughs> well, good you also have, the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have a, did you have, did you also have like a, the educational like bug in you? Like, because uh, uh, your memes, your videos, your content is very educational. Like, um, it, was that something uh, that you always liked or did that come from just want to spread the message? Um, like, did you ask if I had an educational background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I don't have like a formal background in teaching or anything but I did create a tv show teaching English um to to Thai people which is where I'm originally from Thailand okay. um so it's kind of like all these different kind of um I guess experiences that I gathered over time and it just kind of culminated to what is the most important thing I can be doing with my life right now and it's like education about Bitcoin is the most important thing and the most effective way is to compete with all the content that's on online right now that's very engaging but not really saying anything and the message is really there but like competing with that but pushing out a better message to the world like bitcoin education why bitcoin matters and focusing all that like artistic uh and experience to just like one one direction which is all bitcoin but yeah that answers your question <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know, most people that most VCs, when they learn about Bitcoin, they hate it because it uh, it kind of makes them useless. So it's pretty cool to see someone that comes from that world. And uh, it takes humility, right? It takes humility to understand Bitcoin and to not get the Bitcoin derangement syndrome. So that's, uh, that's pretty, yeah, and pretty powerful. I mean, like the VC that I was working for, like we were focused on so many different things, like investing in like med tech companies, um, like um, energy and all that stuff. It was all very interesting stuff. But then when crypto, I guess, came about, it was like, oh, let's focus on Web3 and like, then I knew that there wasn't something right. And my partner, James, who's been a Bitcoiner for so long, and he's finally, he, he's been slowly orange pulling me over the past 10 years. And I just hadn't really been listening until I discovered my own rabbit hole. Um, and then it was kind of like, well, what is Web3? What is Bitcoin? And then I realized how much of it was just like, like that space is how much, how much of the Web3 is just such, so bullshit. Um, and the fact that they, some of my the people in my industry couldn't see it because they were beneficiaries of the traditional financial system. Um, it was just so frustrating for me, and I just didn't want to spend any time convincing them. I just like you know like if you don't get it, I just want to focus on the people who do understand it and just dream and build on the things that is already happening, as opposed to being stuck in the old world of like reinforcing that staking society, whatever it is. <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> mistake yeah yeah so uh, what like how long has this journey been or is it like uh, you mentioned 10 years has it been 10 years already it's been 10 years for him it hasn't been 10 years for me it's been uh i think like i literally quit my job like this time last year and i got orange pill kind of in 2020 and during 2020 and beginning of 2021 i tried to um you know pivot my career into like um, creating a Bitcoin fund and investing in Bitcoin companies. But unfortunately, the VC I was working for had a mandate to just invest in kind of um, people within this region. And I was like, but Bitcoin's all over the world. doesn't make sense for me to just focus on New Zealanders. Like I want to focus on like the whole of the world and, and understand kind of this bigger fundamental shift that's happening in the in society and not just be so focused and limited on someone else's mandate. Um, so for me, it was just like, it was a tough call because like, honestly, it was such an, an easy lifestyle. Like it was so easy to be, a, but it was, a, it's not so easy, but it's kind of like, it was a very cruisy life to, to kind of be an investor, um, especially at my age as well. It's kind of like, well, why would I give that up? But it was just like, Bitcoin's just so much more important. Like I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And it's just, yeah, I, I felt like I was on a rocket ship with Bitcoin, whereas in a traditional financial system, it was just like, you know, playing music on Titanic. It just felt like it was heading the wrong direction. Yeah, what, what, what is it about Bitcoin that, I mean, from, from any background that you come from, right? Like I come from- it's a virus. Yeah, like, what is it is, it's like a virus. Like, why does it's a it- meme. What does it do that just makes you start thinking about it nonstop? Like what, what is that about Bitcoin that does that? It depends. Like, I think you see, like, everyone has their own rabbit hole. And I guess the tip of the week for, for Bitcoin for newbies is that, like, um, if you want to learn more about Bitcoin, just forget about Bitcoin and really spend time to reflect on yourself and understand what's the most important thing for you. And then you just, like, you know, like, th this is a practical tip, okay? So just sit down, think about what's important for you, write down the keywords and con concepts, and literally just Google 
a bunch of those keywords with the word Bitcoin or like, um, in, this isn't a shell, but Bitcoin magazine, because it's a good filter. And someone would have written something about Bitcoin and that concept. And that's the beginning of your rabbit hole. Like, just don't try to ask people like, how do I start? Just look internally. And for me personally, it was like, it's always been developing countries because I come from Thailand and I um, moved to New Zealand to get a better education. But even just that move, it's like, why did I have to do that? And then reflecting on that, I realized, well, I was optimizing to get close to the money printer without even knowing it myself. I was trying to get closer to this Western world of like, you know, um, dollars and English and, you know, just to increase my optionality because I would have been stuck if I was just living in a developing country. And so um, when I understood what the US dollar did to the entire world, how developing countries are indebted to the US dollar, and it's very much like a loan shark situation where every time they change the interest rates or, um, you know, um, change their monetary policy, it impacts everyone in the world. I just thought how unfair that was. And I was now directly being a part of the fiat system that helps perpetuate that gap between develop, poor developing countries and rich developed worlds or poor individuals and rich individuals and poor corporates and rich corporates. It's all, it's all happening at all these different levels. Um, and just understanding that and how it starts with money, it was just like, whoa, like mind blowing. Like, and from then it was just, I can't sit here and just be a part of this, this like, gap like and, and help participating in that gap i i want to, to to be a part of a whole new system and that's bitcoin that's me personally everyone else has their own kind of journey while, well. while you while you're speaking i have to say i'm making a lot of cocktail uh, bomb for some reason i don't know why <laughs> no really i i love your passion not what i mean Oh, thanks. <laughs> I get I get too passionate and I get told off sometimes for, for having too much. No, no, no. Bring, I, I bring, feel like no, I'm shouting no, at you. No, no. Not here. <laughs> because it's the bear market. Uh, like, I think it's uh, your first bear market, right? It actually is. I was in the... um. So funny, like the previous bear market, my partner quit his job um, to pursue Bitcoin. And this bear market, I quit my job to pursue Bitcoin, but we didn't mean to quit it during the bear market. So, you really? know, I quit when it was 60K and now it's 20K. I'm like, yes, <laughs> no money Oops. to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100K was guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's super no, I think... relatable. I quit, my, I quit my job last year uh, as well. And I just moved down to the Caribbean and uh, it was kind of high because I came from a developed country as well. I came to the Caribbean, moved to the, to the Netherlands, you know, to pursue uh, a, a university degree and start working there and all that stuff. So that's super relatable. Yeah. One thing I and what also was your background? is that uh, my background was like, uh, first it was engineering <laughs> and then I moved into um, advertising but always like information, uh, science and uh, research basically. Yeah, so I'm a numbers guy, but um, I, was happy, uh, I was happy to quit that. But one other thing that I really love about your memes, at least what I think I'm seeing is that there's this, this, there's this creative freedom that gets unlocked there, right? So you can like through the memes, you can just like take on any character you want because I was gonna ask you like what, did your previous, um, whether it's bosses or partners, what, what would they think when you started memeing? Did you show them the memes you're making? Or is that something that, <laughs> uh, fuck you money now, right now I have like, complete creative freedom to do what I want. And I don't care what anybody thinks anymore because that's something I definitely felt. What I love to do with Plan Marcus, it's like, 
gives me this just this creative freedom to just do whatever you want yeah totally and i think um being like and then it gives you even more creative freedom so i was just thinking like maybe i should just not tell anyone start a meme account and just go completely insane um so that there's no filter <laughs> but it's still a little bit hard when you like you know show your face and then like your mum calls you and like what are you talking about <laughs> i don't know um but yeah I, i guess like yeah we're talking about yeah. everything yeah luckily my mom's not on twitter or instagram or anything like that <laughs> smart <laughs> but uh, it is interesting like what you're talking about before right how how the dollar kind of rules everything and and you have that cantillon the cantillon effect right and it's just crazy to me like tomorrow is is the FOMC meeting where they're going to decide you know okay what do we do do we raise rates or lower rates and all that other stuff which obviously they it looks like they're going to keep raising rates but it's just crazy how the whole world listens into one guy and and the decision of that one committee and that's what everything is based off of like how can the whole world have one person or one committee that's deciding all of the price signals for the whole world it just blows my mind that we've lived that like that we live in a society like this and most people don't even know that we live like this like that's how everything is controlled is just by one entity you know it's so archaic and it's just like and like okay sure information comes out and everyone reacts to it but some people can react to it faster than others um depending you know how how powerful they are as well so that's the other thing is like um it's not like a information symmetry and everything symmetry it's like well if you're further away then you're more disadvantaged um and that's literally like was what my partner's job was he was a trader and on um a trading floor and he was just like sitting there waiting for instructions and then you get to make decisions before everyone else and you get to move billions of dollars before everyone else and yeah it's like a, a casino <laughs> it like literally is a casino Yeah there is there were, so a few years ago so the NBA there's an NBA draft every year right where they'll have there's 30 teams in the NBA and they'll pick they get two picks so there'll be 60 picks well there was one year where the NBA commissioner he would step up to the podium and right before he would say he'd say like the Golden State Warriors draft so and so before he would say it someone else would shout it from the crowd because they because they had the tips they knew who was coming in they knew who was getting drafted from every single team and it was getting tweeted oh and then he would and then he would shout it out every single pick and so it's like if it can happen when it, like there's no money being made for this random guy in the NBA draft like how much do people know like if we're talking about the federal reserve going out all that stuff has to be leaked to somebody and people are trading off of that and they know that the fed is going to raise 25 or 50 or 75 basis points they know before that's going to happen and those people like what you're saying those people are going to be able to take advantage of it and they and they can make money off of that they can make millions or billions of dollars off of that quote unquote insider information but no one will ever get arrested for that and so i think that's what's cool about bitcoin is it just has this monetary policy that there's no insiders everyone knows every 10 minutes another block's going to drop i think that's what's super cool john yeah. did you use a basketball again as like a 
an allegory for me for Bitcoin. <laughs> you want me to keep using more? I mean, everything this is everything basketball. <laughs> everything is basketball, first of all. <laughs> that's what that's what we're, by the end of this show, whenever we finish in a few years from now, I just want everyone to know that everything's basketball. So <laughs> I, I, I guess Tip has to make like an AI version of Jordan like speaking about Bitcoin and you like it's gonna be the best thing for you I think <laughs> <laughs> so good oh. yeah don't do it so in yeah. that subject I have a question like how how did you start it with the the AI stuff like they're they're getting crazier and crazier like the amount of stuff you can do uh, I didn't know the the duck, duck, uh, what's the site? Duck, uberduck.ai. Uber, yeah, yeah. I haven't used that, but I, I did uh, play around with like AI stuff, but not that good. Now, I guess in yeah. that platform, like you can synchronize it with songs too, and like they can basically the AI sings. It's, it's amazing. I don't know. Uh, well, what's your, um, uh, What's your view on NI and content and art? Like, uh, I, I guess you love it because you use it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it's one of those things where artists are like, oh, AI is taking over uh, our role and stuff. But it's like, no, it's actually unlocking um, our ability to do more with our brains and, and kind yeah. of pull together all these, yeah, pull together all these things that we have in our brains that we don't have to actually go out and, you know, coordinate. So if I wanted a guy to sing on my song, I had to like go out and find that person, like, you know, and, and work with them and stuff. And that's fine too. But for me, like, I like doing a lot of stuff by myself as well, because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So it's kind of like, if anyone works with me, I'm a bit of a control freak. So um, just to like spare that pain, it's like, I'd, I'd rather do it myself. Um, so I think that it's, it's awesome. Like you can, do all these things now that like you didn't have the skills or the ability to do before and it just becomes a lot more layered and and you know when you have an idea in your head what you really want to do just to um, be as faithful to that idea as possible when you're creating it so that everyone can see what what that idea was originally and I think AI and, and all these other tools helps you stay faithful to that idea so that you can create something awesome for the world <laughs> do you ever get tell us making a video uh -huh. like sometimes i'll be making a video and then there's just something that stops like i just can't figure out how to keep it going you know do you ever get stuck doing that absolutely 100 percent. that's why it takes like so long to make a like my videos used to take so um short like i i would just like pump them out there and that was actually me being high time preference, trying to op optimize for the algorithm and just like get engagement and pump videos. But then actually after making Bitcoin videos and seeing the ones that I try to do better at, get more, you know, um, appreciation, I lowered my time preference and I'm putting out less videos, but each video is something that I'm trying to break new ground with and try to push myself. So it's kind of like you have to give yourself that time because like creativity is a slow process. Creating original content is a slow process. And so if you get stuck, you have to just walk away from it for a couple of hours, days, whatever, and then, you know, try to rethink from it differently. Like with the most recent video that I did, the self-hosted take your Bitcoin out of exchange video, like the original thought for that was I wanted to create like a funny risque video about taking your coins of exchanges. 
But then if it was just that, it felt a little bit flat. And that's why I was like, I had an, the awesome idea of like, why not leverage that risqueness and turn it into a scam and then change it to be like the cool rap at the end. And it's just like, that idea wouldn't have happened if I forced myself to push out a video once a week or like you know, force myself to just like create something. And so giving myself time actually gave a better result and it will last for longer. Um, it'll be more evergreen and people will appreciate it for longer. Yeah. Hey, and what about like the artwork? Do you make your own artwork as well? Or So the one that so I the, did recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one that I made recently, the self-hosted video, that was actually um, artwork from um, Metis Dovier. I actually discovered him on Giphy. So like um, you download the Giphy app and you can just like browse all the different stuff. Um, but I found this really awesome Giphy and I was like, I really want this in the video, but it's too low resolution. And so I went down this rabbit hole of discovering his entire like work. And so I used that to cut and paste. I even like, I emailed him and I was just like, this is amazing. Can I give me a lightning invoice? I'll send you some sets to thank for you, like to thank you. But I think he probably thinks it was a scam. So he never replied, but um, <laughs> yeah. But all the other videos, I create my own. Visual. That's that's another thing about uh, that I love uh, about your work. Like in the end, you can find pretty much everything. Like you, you sometimes overdo it for me. I think like you you I took that Ziffy from like a from that guy. I took that music from that guy. Yeah. So there's a reference in the end to find uh, whatever is being edited because like yes, okay, we know memes are for sharing and all that. Like. There's no or, like a true original thing about like a meme. It's like that's that's your high time preference, Yellow. Because if you yeah. if you do add it, I guess they'll they'll appreciate it. They'll also share it for you. No man, it's like a shout out for the, it's just like a decent <laughs> thing to do. Like a, just give a shout out to I the agree. original uh, uh, guy that made the music or whoever. Like that's it's. A, I think it's like we have to do it as a meme. Like I'm trying to do it. Not so yeah. much, but like, yeah. I try to do it as well. My problem is I always like save funny stuff when I see stuff. And when I like make a meme, I usually start with like a soundtrack that I mm -hmm. like. And I start adding like the images later from like my camera roll. And a lot of times I don't know what the original source is anymore. So, but yeah, I guess we all have different uh, ways of going about it. Yeah, of course. Of course, if, you, if you're going to use like a, a song that it's so well known, you don't have to like put in the credits, I guess, but like if you're gonna use it like a, a an artist uh, or a fellow Bitcoiner and it's a collab or something like that, like that's that the decent thing to do is like give a shout out. Yeah, definitely agree. And I think I've used like RD, I've used one of your memes. I think it was a fiat machine in one of my videos and stuff as well. Um, and so it's like I I use a lot of other creative people's memes and stuff and just like adding like a little handle in the meme or now that like I think creating a credits at the end is probably better so it doesn't like ruin the video with like all the little credits everywhere and stuff it's just yeah hey. it's it's a it's difficult a little bit to use uh, the meme factory memes because we have that huge strike logo <laughs> yellow yellow rd rd was just about to unmute I'm sure sorry sorry what do you have to say rd no, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I get a buzz when I see other people using my memes. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I, in the beginning, it was kind of when you're kind of trying to, you know, 
break out, you kind of you want to you want your memes to be recognised, but after a while, it's just you know they're, they're out there in the wild, and I get a buzz when I see them these days. So yeah, thanks for using that. Yeah, like what Thank if you. you what if you make a meme right, and then like. 10 years from now, you have a kid and that kid is like showing you this funny meme that they saw on Instagram. And you're like, I made that meme. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If if you use any of RD's meme, then you don't have to worry about crediting him because there's always a good watermark on there somewhere. It's all about the watermark. <laughs> Even the watermark has become like a meme now. Yeah. <laughs> it has like it has become like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because I wonder like how far because memes just keep building off of each other, you know. So I wonder. I feel like we're gonna get to this point where the memes are just gonna keep building and building to this creative genius that we don't even know where it's going yet. It's just. Like a meme almost has a mind of its own and it just someone pops something onto a new meme and then someone adds something else. And then just, I think eventually we're just going to have so much creativity flowing through, through Bitcoin. I don't know, who knows where it's all end up going. So true. I, I actually, um, looking at the memes yesterday, like just, I don't know, you said not to prepare for this, but I was just like, I'm, I'm going to do some research anyway and kind of like find all the, my favorite memes from you guys. Um, I'm glad that Yellow's here because actually like one of my favorite videos, and this is like not really to do with Bitcoin, but it was like the Nick Carter edited Zoom call with the shitcoiners. And it was like a picture of him with like, with the beer, the pub in the background drinking the beer. And that was just like, it was the most funniest thing I've seen in so long. And I just want to say like, thank you for creating that. Cause that, that was like the definition of like layered memes of like, there's just so many funny elements, like even the logos on the side with all the shit coins and like yes. and the slow oh my god it was so good like, I was on the floor like laughing so hard my like, star is rising <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so good oh my god <laughs> amazing yeah. I enjoy I enjoy yeah. those silly memes like and uh, I have the luck or the bad luck call it whatever you want like I'll put like a decent amount of time to like an epic meme with sailor and like spaceships and very detailed and like uh, effects and like uh, I'll did de- I will go back and correct something I didn't like and it will take me like ages, but then I will make like in one hour like a Cordano video and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be one of my classics like everybody will love the silliest thing I put like in one hour. And I'm like, guys, come on, you're killing me. Come on. <laughs> you yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do after you post a meme? Uh, to tell us about that process. <laughs> you watch it like 50 times. No, I, 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 the worst part is posting it. And then, like, honestly, I love making it. I hate posting it. And after I post it, I like actually put my phone on flight mode and I like run to the corner of my room and just like hide. Like I just, I, it's just, no one talks about like the vulnerability of creating the art. Like it's just like people see you, people see like your humor, people will judge you for it and stuff. And you just don't want any of that. Like you just, I don't know, I, I can't handle it. So I just like run and, and I hide. That's my process. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's one of the 
few things a lot of people I, it's probably something that holds back a lot of people from memeing because they might think of a meme they might even start dabbling to create something but then they're like i'm not gonna post this this is like way too crappy right but you just gotta get over that yeah i don't know and then because how are you ever gonna get like any good if you don't you gotta start somewhere and then but it's it's definitely a thing yeah yeah Yeah. I think we can all admit that looking back to our old memes, like we cringe, <laughs> everybody cringes. So it's okay. Yeah. Just Dude, do, after... do the first step. Yeah, not every meme I, I still me. cringe. Honest, honestly, Tip, when I see your videos, I'm like, dude, I got to step up my game seriously because <laughs> yeah. she's making me look so bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> And video memeing is hard. Like making the pictures is, I mean, it's not easy, but it doesn't take as much time. And making those video memes, takes, it just takes so much more time. You have to be way more meticulous. The music has to match up with the words or if there's a beat in the music and you want a picture to show up at the same time. Like all of that is so much harder. Like it's just details are insane. I guess there's like more room for for hiding as well like with video memes whereas like with static memes it's like the simpler the better and if you don't do them if the message isn't great and if how you portray it isn't great then you're not going to get a great meme so like to get a great meme you have to be perfect on on the simpler stuff as well so yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah i think rd rd you should talk about that because you're like pretty genius in, uh, in the static memes so it's like What I like about RD is that he's also very good at like the, the actuality of things. So when like news breaks, yeah, RD will be there like, bam, yeah, <laughs> with a meme. Yeah, it's, um, you have to be plug <laughs> plugged in all the time, don't you? It's just, oh no, something's going on, I've got a meme it. For me, I could, like, I, I can't put together very good tweets but when there's something going on i find it easier to make a meme than make a tweet so <laughs> that's, oh, you, that's you mean the my caption? way of you mean the caption yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i second caption, the captions yeah. too yeah yeah and that just it's it's yeah it's, that's always been the hardest bit for me so yeah it's just it's just yeah. my way of 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 just doing something um That was that was how it all started for me. Really, it was just wanting to contribute, and uh, yeah, I was I, I was like reading all these amazing tweets by people, and like Pierre Richard, and you know, and just like how can I compete with all this? And then just like, well, maybe I can make make a meme about this stuff. <laughs> and that was how it started, and just carried on from there. But I definitely get memes block as well. That's that's a good question, Tip. Like, why memes? Like, why uh, why did you end up using that uh, medium of like expressing yourself? No, why not articles? Because you have like an economic background too. Yeah. Why not like a podcast or something? Or maybe is it like in your future plans to do those both TikTok too? videos? <laughs> yeah, how come like uh, memes in TikTok and then Twitter like? How did you start it? Um, I think it was just like, again, like a combination of stuff. Um, when I was younger, I loved making videos. I would like, I just remember being like six years old and playing with like 
Barbie video editing director software <laughs> like that, that like that's just like what I do for fun um and I guess like I I create like normal videos I like without songs and stuff as well but I find that with like music and like poetry it's just a good combination like music is a great like motivator it helps yeah. with like daydreaming and daydreaming helps with thought processing and it kind of gives you structure to work with and then with poetry it's kind of like I like write poetry all the time um when um you know like when I leave Thailand and I have to say goodbye to my dad I would write him like poems every time we I left and so that was kind of like where I built that muscle to kind of like write things that rhyme <laughs> and I also find that it's kind of like the most efficient way to get across a lot of information in fewest words possible so with poetry you get to eliminate a lot of like filler words but have the message still make sense and you kind of supplement that with visuals and art to make it make sense a little bit more um so it was just kind of a combination of stuff like music lyrics uh art and it was just the best way to get all of that across and right now like there's so much competition for attention that um you have to be really effective and try to appeal to all the senses all the time to get people to at least give your content a shot especially with like videos people tend to scroll away and stuff so um yeah it was kind of trying to create something like that would pull everything together and stuff yeah <laughs> What's I noticed that I just like. What's the sorry. engagement like on TikTok? Because I don't think any of us are on TikTok. I think, but you're well, on now. And you're quite. I I was on TikTok and then I got like um, banned and then I got shadow banned. Um, but it was because <laughs> I was talking about Bitcoin, um, and so they banned me. Um, but yeah, I'm not really on TikTok anymore. Um, I started on TikTok actually as a way when I was working for my previous company as a way to find deal flow um, for the company. And so it was like, if they don't, if the founders don't know who you are, they're not going to come to you. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start a TikTok. And it was like just videos on like fundraising and stuff. Um, but then over time, they, I just like pivoted. They're not yeah. my founders. <laughs> I don't they're not them. even the lps i know <laughs> so good oh uh, my gosh another question i have is like um are you to are, are you are you reaching out to other members to other people in community or are you just doing your thing like uh like reading your podcast like are you a person that would like to reach out to people to get in that group chat to be silly with the guys, with other memers, or are you doing your thing and only that, and you're trying to educate people? I'm doing a bit of both, but um, I find that like, I when I like when I put out a video, I get a lot of like inbound and people reaching out saying, hey, they want to work with me. Um, and, and I get excited at the time, like, yes, let's do stuff together. But then when I have an idea, I'm just like, I just want to, get down and execute on this and then sometimes I just forget um so it just depends on what stage I'm at in creation like if I'm at the beginning of the creation stage I want to be talking with people I want to be kind of like in the expansion stage where I'm learning I'm getting inspiration I want to collaborate and then when it comes to the contraction space, uh, stage like the execution I'm very much in my own world where I'm like I just need to get it done like I have this these lists of things to do and um 
I find that when I collaborate with other people, sometimes I not I might not be so good at communicating and stuff, but it's just something that I have to work on because um, I do eventually want to create something that is much larger than what I can do myself. Um, whether it's more long form, whether it's some like something completely creative um, that that teaches Bitcoin without talking about Bitcoin, like whether it's a film that gets you to think differently, like it would be awesome to create a film that is like the next matrix or whatever it is that is just so like, like mm -hmm. evergreen and in someone's mind and shapes how they think like that is awesome. Um, but I can't do that on my own. So it's a process and I need to learn to work better with others. <laughs> it would be yeah. interesting to have like all of the memers come together because we, there's a lot of creativity and try to put some plot to like some movie together that could teach what Bitcoin is. It's like a, like the end moral of the story is what Bitcoin is at, at the end yeah. of it. Like if we could write something together, you know. Okay, listen, I'm, I'm telling you now, Sean, I'm not going to be the so-called German of that project. <laughs> That's not me. I'm not going to play that role. I don't want to <laughs> try to, <laughs> to organize a bunch of memers. They're the worst people to organize. Yeah, that's that is true. You get a bunch of memers together and you can't get focused on one topic. <laughs> I learned yeah, that. We're, we're really good at generating ideas with ex execution uh, layers. So. <laughs> have the attention like a span of like a, of a dog watching a squirrel, like squirrel. That's it. That's it, us. So, so tip, okay. uh, one thing I struggle with a lot of times is like when I'm making a meme, often I think about like, okay, who's my audience, you know, and for some reason I always tend towards like, I'll just call it noobs or people who are, you know, just completely unaware or, you know, like not aware enough and you try to, you know, if you could just get a message across to somebody that they didn't realize or whatever, but at the same time, I often think as well, like, okay, you know, is it, uh, like for instance uh, here in the Caribbean you know like I always wish that like all these third world countries would just get it first right yeah so how and I'm thinking you're from Thailand so what is it like in Thailand compared to New Zealand and do you try to craft memes towards them as well or is it just like a general audience or, or you don't think of it at all um I, I do think about like how Hmm. I, like, I, I think about kind of like the broader audience of like, okay, what, what is the goal here? The goal here is to educate and also um, entertain and also to kind of preserve a current culture um, of today so that in the future they can kind of watch and, and understand the context of what we're going through um, as early Bitcoiners. And so it's kind of like, all of that shapes how I create my video. It's not necessarily like, are they Thai or they Kiwi or US or whatever. I think like Bitcoin is like, there's certain ethos in Bitcoin that is relatable to everyone. Um, and so it's kind of like making sure that those values are reflected in the videos. And that's why my videos are, um, you know, taking longer to post because I want to make it more evergreen and, and step up my game and stuff. And I think Bitcoiners appreciate that no matter where they are in the world. Um, so it's just kind of like making sure that my content fits with the Bitcoin um, ethos. Um, but that being said, like there are differences in New Zealand and, and Thailand in terms of how they perceive Bitcoin and how Bitcoin is progressing. And part of the reason why I, I want to move back to Thailand and 
we are kind of in the process of moving back to Thailand from New Zealand is like Bitcoin's already a thing there. Like there's a Facebook group with like 11,000 people or Lightning specifically. Wow. Um, and there are shops accepting Lightning. And oh, wow. yeah, like we we're walking at a market and like there was this like sign saying Bitcoin accepted, buy some socks and some pants here and stuff like it is a thing there, but it's not like, like not like El Salvador level. Um, so it's just kind of like, instead of trying to fight and try to pull, like try to convince people who aren't ready to, to adopt Bitcoin, why not just be amongst the Bitcoiners and just kind of help build on that? Um, and so, yeah, I I don't know where I was heading with that, but it's just mainly just like, um, you know, be where the Bitcoiners are, create the content for the people who will appreciate it, and then the rest will come. Yes, yeah. build, it, build it and then they will come. Yeah, <laughs> create the meme and they will laugh. Yes. Get it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like how you say that, you know, like that, that Bitcoin culture thing and also this moment in time, you know, like we are still kind of like early and a little bit of like this cringe minority, you know, somewhat where I love how Gigi also says that too, you know, like <laughs> he loves it that when like all this traditional economic or econ economists look at Bitcoin Twitter and they see all these like weird anons <laughs> and the whole thing, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> are we losing to like these guys you know like i imagine that like in, in like a decade or more from now it's just going to be so mainstream and people are going to look back at this time and be like whoa this was really like this 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 early weird like um yeah new new shift or something i'm not anyway yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and once it gets to that stage i feel like it would be boring and then you'd kind of move on to the 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 next fringe thing or whatever like the the next yeah. um i don't know yeah maybe it's just like our personalities <laughs> where it's not cool anyone anymore when everyone's doing it but yeah the what did so you were talking about how there's actually quite a bit of bitcoin adoption in thailand i mean not nothing insane but do, do you know specifically what are the reasons why a lot of people in thailand are turning to bitcoin or you know, are they also going to altcoins too, or is it just mainly Bitcoin only? Or you know, what what have you seen out there? I've seen some altcoin stuff. I've seen a lot of like Bcash push and stuff as well. Um, but um, I think, yeah, shake it. Roger Bear is scamming everywhere he can. Yeah, sticking stickers <laughs> I'm everywhere. Surprised. Yeah, I think it's just the stickers. I think he's just like probably like sent some stickers to people to go and hire them to go and stick them around the country. But um, yeah. I think because it's already like quite a cash heavy economy, like we deal in BART and like physical cash all the time that like um, Bitcoin's quite like normal where you can just like, you know, you don't have to, it's, it's such a cash heavy economy that if you, draw off a lightning invoice they're not going to be like oh how am I going to do this with my account tax accountant and stuff like people don't really think have that mindset whereas here in New Zealand everyone's very much like by the books um but yeah it's it's cash heavy um like lots of people are already like doing a lot of peer-to-peer -peer transactions um so this is normal and even like the the fintech stuff in Thailand is quite advanced like a prompt pay like a tap and go um QR code is already everywhere so like in terms of the user experience and the user interface like to use lightning isn't so different from their day-to-day -day anyway um and also thailand's like very um progressive in terms of giving people choice so they just re recently made marijuana legal and so there's just like a boom in business there where it's like 
you know, they're just giving people more choice, um, which is, I think, heading towards the right direction. And hopefully when it comes to like using the people's currency, they give people the choice to use Bitcoin and, and um, not make it like illegal in terms of peer-to-peer -peer transactions and stuff. But I think they're heading the right direction in terms of making those choices. Do you foresee a future where people get up, like right now you're getting up, you're going, leaving your country and going to a different country. Well, I guess you went back to the country that you're originally from, but do you foresee a future mm -hmm. where people will just move from one country to another based on if they believe that country will treat them best? Like almost like, okay, well, I'm just gonna get up and vote with my feet. If the country I'm in doesn't treat me well, I'll go to another country, kind of like the sovereign individual type of thing. Like is, you think that that's- back, back. And, uh, and on that question, is your moving a, a, a part of like, uh, I don't know if it's true what we see in the news about New Zealand, like they got, had a few laws that are anti privacy, privacy. They're a little bit uh, getting more closed as a society. And I don't know mm -hmm. how, is it like one of those reasons that why you as a Bitcoiner loving freedom and everything, you're leaving New Zealand again? Yeah, I mean, like, it's all, all part of that reason, like, Sean, to your point, um, Bitcoin is making it easier for us to pick up our assets and leave, like, we don't have to, you know, do a bunch of stuff, um, it's just so easy to move around the world, and I created that hyper-Bitcoinization video where I envisage um, government to be just more utility service providers, they don't have, like, you know, the, the power to kind of control the citizens, but be uh, more like competing with each other to attract citizens to their country and offering mm -hmm. great services because citizens have, are the ones with the power. We're the ones holding the Bitcoin. We're the ones completely in control of our own sovereign wealth. And so that's the future that I'm envisaging for Bitcoin. And we're doing that right now um, by getting up and leaving um, because we're not tied down to anything. And um, I think compared to Thailand, I think New Zealand is maybe heading towards a direction that I'm not comfortable with. Um, and that's why we're leaving. But uh, yeah, I don't know, so what, what about So what we're saying about New Zealand is um, uh, unfortunately true. They're, they do become, they, they are becoming like a more closed as society. Yeah, especially after COVID. I mean, like yeah. the first thing they did was kind of like close borders, which at the time, like it made sense, but then it just kept going. And it's just like, well, now you're just hurting small businesses, you're hurting tourism, you're hurting what New Zealand is. And I just feel bad for people who just don't have a say and they just have to just take it. Um, yeah, it, it sucks. Like the, the mood is just so different. Like I actually went to El Salvador um, after the Maya Bitcoin conference Miami and the mood in El Salvador is just so like upbeat compared to like New Zealand or Australia even the US like it was just such a different vibe like you just have to go see it for yourself really um, that's why we're, do that's why we're yeah. doing the having party in El Salvador oh really when's yeah. that I mean I guess the having yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what's the block height Sean 140,000 but yeah, yeah we're, plan we're planning it. The meme factory is planning it. I am the project manager, so yellow doesn't have to be. Uh, but uh, it's actually, it's happening. So it's gonna be a ton of fun. I'm excited. That's awesome. Can I get an invite in case? In case you I are invited. Get there? Of course you're Yay. invited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't meet up with you in, in Miami this past year and I was down there, so. 
we're gonna have to meet up. You're gonna have to meet up all the memers. We're gonna have to have like a meme party in the middle of the having party. Amazing. We'll have like, a, we'll have like make your best meme competition. In like a dress up as your best meme. <laughs> Wear your best meme. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, we could have something, something crazy out there. I don't know. Nice, nice. Have uh, you guys actually all met in person before, or never met in person? Uh, RD came and visited me last year in Spain, and uh, but I, I don't, I haven't met Yellow or Marcus yet. I haven't met every, uh, nobody actually. I'm meeting RD now in September where he's coming here in a Greek island. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go and uh, relax a little bit. And meme from uh, the beach, I guess. <laughs> like two, <laughs> like two autistics that we are. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have an unofficial we have an unofficial catamaran party uh, plan, but um, it was supposed to happen around hundred k, and it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> it's something to look out for. I haven't met anybody from the from the meme crew either. I know Chair uh, Force and Greg have met and. Um, so yeah. a couple of us uh, have met. Sean has met most of uh, of the of, of the meme crew. I think he's been around the most. Yeah. I was supposed to meet Greg during uh, because I was uh, I was going to Belize a couple of day a couple of days before the Miami conference. So I was in Miami as a in, in transit, and uh, Greg was supposed to meet me there at the at the airport, but he uh, he rug pulled me. So I I haven't met anybody yet. Typical Greg. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> all right well tip do you have any questions for us at all i mean uh you know we got uh, yes I, I do actually i have some questions and thank you for letting me ask you some questions as well um so i like i've always been fascinated with um like great content and you guys are obviously like the top of the top when it comes to like Bitcoin memeing. Um, so in your eyes, like what is the difference between a good meme and like a great meme? Yellow? Go on yellow. Uh, define grain. Like are we talking about numbers or are we talking about uh, ethics? Define it. I Actually, it's the interesting thing is, can you define it yourself? Like, because I, it differs for everyone and I'd love to know what you, like, what you think is a great meme. Yeah, so I think of great memes when I'm expressing uh, emotions that not people, many people know about. And I have like hidden messages inside. I have a bunch of memes like that, but like they don't do the good like in numbers. Like it has to do with Bitcoin, it has to do with hodling, it has to do with sacrifice, it has to do with our way of life and how we sacrifice many aspects of our so-called normie life, especially when we're living in like in a in a fiat system still, and like our family and friends are living their lives. So have have personal memes like that. That um, I'm trying to express that kind of feeling but that th those are more personal to me and I love I love those more but they don't do that much like very many very few people who understand them like what I mean by them and they're they're mostly bittersweet so I love those that's awesome 
I bet like those memes don't do well in today's like mainstream society, but it will last, like it will be evergreen. And like 10 years from now, it might like have a surge in popularity of like, wow, that was created in 2022. Like, you know, so I think that's actually, that's really awesome. It's almost like Bitcoin itself, right? Like when Satoshi made Bitcoin, it wasn't getting it, like it's still not getting a ton of popularity. It's getting a lot more than it was, but like he made something really awesome and then uh, let it loose and then that like has people understand what it is then they really then they gravitate towards it and they like it a lot yeah, you can you can you can look at numbers but the numbers will do well if if the meme is well and when when is a meme good or when is it really good i guess when people can relate to it or they or it triggers something in them right i guess the best memes are the ones that people grab and and modify it and run with it themselves you know they'll put like their own interpretation onto onto the meme or something i don't know like i guess one of the best memes that came out of the meme factory must have been laser eyes i mean the minute that took off you realize okay this was a really great meme you know and like it's not it then it, it just outgrows itself and it becomes like its own thing and it just evolves without, you know, it's not just like, okay, I made a meme and it's there and it's yours. No, it, it becomes everybody's meme. I think for me, that would be a great meme. And I guess it's also a great meme if it, if it leaves like Bitcoin Twitter, you know, if it just, if it's, if it's able to go out. And I think it was like, shout out to Coin Icarus because in the early episodes of Simply Bitcoin, he used to do the meme review. <laughs> and one of his criteria was always like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good meme, but a normie wouldn't be able to understand it because we're, we tend to um, use a lot of like inside jokes or inside information, which is good too, because <laughs> I also hear a lot of people say that, hey, it's true to memes that I learn a lot of stuff, you know, like, okay, I see a meme, I don't get it. So I want to learn what, what does this mean? You know, so they, they, they start digging deeper and, learn that way about Bitcoin. But at the same time, you know, if it's like too difficult and like normies don't get it, it doesn't resonate with them. It doesn't trigger anything. Then your message kind of gets lost to them. So then it's maybe not as great of a meme. So I always like that criteria as well. If you can get across an important or complex message in a really tight, compact meme that I think that makes a really good meme. It's really hard to do, but if you can if you can nail it, then that makes that makes the best meme, I think. I think I heard like That's a metaphor where it's like um great memes age like fine wine because it goes through like a superior distillation process. And it's just like that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that before you said that actually. I was thinking it earlier when when you were talking. Yeah. Same brainwave. <laughs> you, yeah. you guys should make a meme about that. <laughs> he, already has, he already has a meme Just... like that, the brainwave. <laughs> Do you yeah. think normies, normies will get it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Do you have any more questions for us? Make sure you didn't answer my question. Oh, I didn't answer your question. It's true. No. Uh, what Everything makes... is basketball. Yeah, everything's <laughs> What makes a great meme for me is if yellow can laugh. Then I know it's a great meme. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your filter. Yes. Nice.
it's, it's also well, when you put it out there it's like twitter is kind of like the ultimate decider as well right i mean you might think it's a great meme and first of all a lot of like my personal best memes got like no likes but personally i love them the most i don't care what other people like but sometimes you make something and then you're like oh there's a shitty meme or it gets like a lot of tweets and retweets you're like oh apparently this was something that twitter likes you know so it's I don't yeah, know. Like I, I guess it just depends. I've definitely made some memes that get a bunch of likes. I'm like, okay, that was all right. But then I've made other memes. Like there's, you know, some memes that maybe my favorite memes that I've made and they don't get that many likes, but I'm like, screw it. I like, like that. I really like that meme a lot. You know, it resonates to me and I'm the one who made it and I like that. So he hits RT. What'd you say? Oh, I it. What I what I love about the memes too is that that you know when when I watch some of like uh, whether it's RDs or yellows or Greg or Cheerforce memes you know you sometimes you go back because I bookmark like a a lot of my favorite memes and they'll also remind you of like this certain era you know like 2019 yes. and 2020 had like for me personally were kind of like exciting right because it was like okay i'm stacking as hard as i can because this thing is going to go up to 100k and it's going to change my life you know you have like all this hope for the future <laughs> and and then when like, it really happens exactly like going you, up you they're like the... like the mood completely changes you know so like the memes <laughs> also bring you back to like the mood yes. and your emotions of that you time, just you, know? you so, just said something you so true yeah. that like you go back to some memes that uh, were very popular because you you made it very quickly. It was like a current news thing. I don't know about Elon or something. You got it out there. It did huge numbers because everybody was talking about the Elon thing, right? And that thing. And so the meme did great numbers, right? But like you rewatch it after like one year and you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy changed his mind Talk like 10, 10 hours, yeah. 10, 10 <laughs> times after that. Like who cares? <laughs> Yeah, that's why RD, RD throwing Elon off of, like, from the Lion King. That's what that one's It was a kick. It was kicking him oh, off. Kicking him yeah. off. Kicking him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that meme has a lot of modifications on it too, RD, where like the the guy holding Simba and then Simba was holding somebody else. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, really. and every time it got modified, I did another what, version of it. With a kick, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, what uh I just had another thought. Sorry, I'll come back to it. I, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, but yeah, what you're saying, Marcus, there's a lot of memes like sometimes someone will just randomly like a meme of yours or a meme of one of these guys in the past and that you're tagged in. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, I forgot about how I was feeling in, you know, the feelings that I had in January of 2020, you know, or something like that, that you just totally forget about. And it brings you, it's like a, it's like a song, you know, like you can hear a song and it can bring up memories of a certain person or a certain place you were in life. And a meme can do the same thing. It just brings back those memories of where you were. Another question I have a tip for you is like, uh, um, how do you deal with like the copyright stuff? Like, because it, it has to do with memes. So it is video, it has music and stuff. Like, how do you deal with that? I um, buy, I buy the music. So um, 
yeah with my more recent ones where I'm actually like singing and rapping on top of that music I buy the rights to stream and all that outright so that's the oh, most wow. expensive part of making it yeah um and people like keep saying like you know put it on Spotify and stuff but it's just like there's just so much legal stuff that I'm just like I don't know where this but I, I don't want to like tie down the content to a specific platform just yet. I'm just waiting for like a Bitcoin, like, you know, type platform that can host this. So I'm not tied legally to any of these other platforms. Um, but yeah, like, to be honest, I'm just kind of like too lazy to kind of like even go down that legal rabbit hole. But I make sure that I buy the copyrights for the music. Um, the clips, I know I've had some problems like with Bitcoin magazine and stuff. They say they're very... Um, you know, like cautious about posting any Disney type clips and some of them, some of my videos have those clips in. So yeah. I try not to use that, those types of clips um, anymore. Um, but yeah, if I'm using someone's content, like throughout the whole thing, like, first of all, I'm not monetizing it. It's more like claiming that it's education, but I also reach out to them and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm using your thing in this two minute video. Um, I'd love to compensate you. I'll send you some sets and stuff. Sometimes people reply, sometimes they don't. Um, but yeah, just trying to figure all that out. But at the end of the day, it's like, I am not getting paid to do this. Um, it's educational. So hopefully if someone's going to be a dick about it. Um, then yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just make a, yeah. a Tipa NZ unconscious account. Yeah. Upload your videos from there. What was that? What, what account was that? Like a, I, I made a, an account called Malakas account and I upload all the videos there. Oh. Yeah, that I, was what that was. Yeah, yeah. and I RT the video because my last account was like uh, got six uh, DMCA strikes and it closed my last account on Twitter. So. Oh, so he lost everything yeah. so he didn't want to go through that again so he created like this burner account so whenever he creates a meme he posts it from that burner account basically and then if that yeah. gets uh, uh I, yeah i rt the video only yeah. and then i do the caption from the new account and like i think uh, everybody now is doing that so that's yeah, good, I like <laughs> i did the same thing right? that's a good hack <laughs> Yeah, I created an alt account and then I don't worry about the, the videos that I put up because I just tweet it from that alt account that no one follows. And then I embed that link into my new, into like instead of like being like a full on retweet, it's like you just you like hold on it and then it, and then you can like tweet the video from your other account. And then that way, that way, well, you get knows, it's, it's what, right. uh, it's what Dick Witherman does with all our videos. Like Dick Witherman, what's his what's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old Barbie there. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Dick. Yeah, yeah. But that way, uh, if there's any if there's any discrepancies, then they don't they don't uh, give you a DMCA strike and shut down your account. It'll go back to your alt account that you created. Do you find that you get the strikes from the footage or from the music, most likely? Music. Ah, Most, okay. Mostly are from your music, yeah. But you got yours from a from a video, Yellow. Yeah, about the music though. Yeah. But she, yeah because but she, it has it has the it had the it had the the word kill inside, kill or something. And those videos don't upload now. 
like it has if it has like offensive uh, wording inside they won't like let you upload and uh, mm -hmm. your account gets locked and then you have to appeal it right away on or like admit okay yeah i was wrong but if you admitted you were wrong you get your account back right away but like you have a strike in your record so that sucks again so you have to wait like one or two days to to appeal it and and say something like uh, uh your algo did something uh wrong like i didn't do anything wrong so check it out but yeah dealing with twitter generally is like a, a pain it, it sucks right i mean like you said tip it's uh, it's a platform where we all for me it always feels that like twitter is one of like the last uh, town squares where anybody you know where everybody's there <laughs> and also like your yeah. your local crazy guy that will yell fuck you at anything and that's okay because that's what real life is too you know you can't just like block people but then at the same time twitter is this platform where yeah where you can just get like uh, censored and cut off and yeah it sucks yeah but what what is this uh, maybe yellow sorry for the tangent but i saw the uh is it keith keith some new some new peer-to-peer -peer app has just been launched i saw adam back tweeting about it oh yeah like kit.io it's like yeah. a p2p uh uh video sound messages files uh application basically it's like the Zoom call we have here, but there is no uh, like a centralized server. And uh, basically the video is like streamed and the sound and everything is streamed like P2P2P, like BitTorrent. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy, man, because like you drop like, uh, you drop like one gigabyte video like right now in the group chat and like you can see it right, right away. It's crazy. No token, uh, Lightning Network uh, uh, integration uh, in the next update. Oh. And it's going to have Lightning Network too, like a wallet, non-custodial and uh, what else? Yeah, it's, it seems like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like be, it. I, yeah, it'd be good if Twitter, if we could create some kind of Twitter platform like that. But then again, there's also still that whole network effect, right? Because yeah. I remember the whole BitcoinHackers.org uh, uh, thing where everybody's like, okay, we had enough of Twitter, we're moving off of here and we're going to go do Bitcoin hackers. But <laughs> it's only like this small subsection of Bitcoin Twitter going there. And then you yeah. just miss like the whole network effect, effects of Twitter. And the quality guys on the, on the webcam, it's crazy. Like because it doesn't go like in a in a in a server or something, and uh, it process it get processed and everything. Like it, the video goes straight to Son and Son sends straight to me and to everybody. Like we do a circle of peers and like the the, the quality of the video is way better. You're gonna see it like and you also they're gonna implement also like uh, because like the, all the data all the bunches of the buffer like. You basically have it. You're gonna have like in the next update, Paolo was saying like you're basically gonna able to record like even 4K and upload it afterwards like in YouTube or whatever you want. Oh, yeah, I saw I saw Lynn Alden tweeting about that too. Yeah. yeah. Hey Tip, 
I really, really appreciate this talk. And I learned a lot more, by the way, uh, that you're from Thailand and stuff. And, uh, you know, the whole backstory that was super interesting. But also that you're like spending your own sets to, uh, to make the... Um, make your memes where where can people like find your content and where can they tip you if they can tip you at all and what what, what can we expect next from you in the, in the coming uh, period of time yeah um no thank you so much for like reaching out and um like it's awesome to finally chat to you guys in person like i'm a, a, a fan so <laughs> it was very nerve-wracking to come on the show and um have all the heavy hitters here and stuff um but yeah, I mean, thanks so much for the support. You can find my content on, on Twitter um, and you can donate, I guess, on my Twitter profile. There's like a link tree and um, it leads you to like a CoinOS uh, website and stuff. Always appreciate that. Um, I had like a really awesome person who donated three sets three times a day for the past couple of months now. And it was just so cool to see it come in like every day. It was like three sets, three sets. I was like, this is amazing. Um, wow. So yeah, it's really just appreciate that. And I mean, I do it for, for myself anyway, like creating these videos. So I'm, I'm happy just doing it for myself as well. Um, and yeah, what's next? Um, I think I'm trying to like focus more on kind of the positive stuff that's happening in Bitcoin and actually giving more attention to the great projects that's currently happening. So right now I'm just researching on really cool stuff that can happen in Bitcoin that people just don't know enough about so that people become more aware um, as opposed to kind of focusing on the shit that's already happening in the world. Like, I think we've got enough energy doing that and we need to redirect the energy towards the positive stuff on Bitcoin. And yeah, I guess most of my next videos will be more positive. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Thank awesome. Well, we really look forward to it and uh, and thank you for everything that you do because you know we we see all the feedback you get and we see the the, the range you get and uh, it's really important and uh, i think it's uh, it's highly underestimated to i don't know how to explain it. i'm sorry i suck at words as well i should meme it but um it's, <laughs> it's uh, i'm really grateful for what you do and how you pull people in and you're attracting a lot of new people and women as well and all that kind of good stuff. So um, yeah, much appreciation awesome. for you. Thank you. I, I, I will, I will <laughs> say uh, I'm really happy that uh, I'm, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like a little bit uh, cocky, like my star is rising. But I, 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 <laughs> I'm doing, dude, I'm, I'm memeing from 2017. So I, I, I have to say it. So I'm really happy that I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> doing this silly stuff and i love that now we have meme gangs and we have the meme darts and trivia elites and everybody else like and we have you that is like quality wise you're up there tip we are we are also big fans and keep on doing what you're doing because like you're also like uh, pushing us again like we are a little bit bored now we're a little bit slow with the bear market but we see what you like a, a new person in this in the in the in the space like creating and like all that person like makes us also yeah. Uh, better yeah it's really true yellow just like the crypto Amen. couple too you know like it's like you just recognize it when yeah, it's good. The it just shows too, up out of nowhere and yeah. everybody's talking about it so that's really cool they're also they're also awesome yeah yeah, Tip, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to meet you. I know, you know, online, but it's been great 
to get to talk to you and understand a little bit more about why you meme and how you understand about Bitcoin. So it's been a pleasure for us to get to know you. We're, we're excited and happy that you came on the show and um, just wanted to remind everyone else out there uh, that this Thursday we have Gary Leland, the host of BitBlock Boom. Uh, he'll be on the, on the Meme Factory podcast live at 7.30 p.m. And uh, remember what you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, don't just let it stay here. Uh, please share and like and subscribe. As for Bitcoiners Guide, episode 23 from our guest Tip, Tip underscore NZ, RDBTC, Yellow, ICO Offender 2, or ICO Offender II, Plan Marcus is Big Sean. We're over now. Peace.